0: Hi Simon,
1: nice to see you again. Hello, uh, how are you doing then? Good, good, I see you've got the pints in. I have, I've got you a pint of Keep It Dark, it's a nice stout. Ooh lovely. Uh, I've got this afterglow, it's a bit of an IPA. Not sure what it's like but... Uh, sure we'll find out. We'll find out. Right, you call me here. I assume you've got a topic you want to discuss.
0: Why am I here?
1: Well, it's occurred to me that it's the 50th anniversary of Genesis this Ooh. And I, as you know, I'm a huge Genesis fan. No, really? <laughs> yeah, I am. I know I it well. Um, so I thought we could do a little series of podcasts reviewing each Genesis album.
0: Sounds good, but why the hell would anybody want to listen to us to Whibble on?
1: Well, because... You may not believe this... I don't. But we are not the only saddos in the world... No. ...who like prog rock music. No. It's true, it's true. What, as in this
0: pub, me and my Marillion t-shirt and your, you and your Peter Gabriel t-shirt... <laughs> exactly. ...we're not the only ones.
1: My Jeffro Tull hat on. Oof. Ugh, yeah. I thought that was just a fashion thing. Yeah, well, you thought wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think people might be interested in hearing our thoughts and opinions and our, our overview... Of their work, reassess the band as uh, as we as we get into their 50th year. As we come to know and love them, as we get indeed. No. I mean, it's been just over 10 years since they've last toured on their reunion tour. Phil Collins is obviously just uh, on a final farewell tour. Well, he's not called it his final farewell tour; still not dead tour. <laughs> um, he's called it. So there's a lot of interest in that. And just this very week, Tony Banks said in an interview that he'd be open to another. Uh, reunion tour. Wow. So, yeah. Interesting times. Yeah, getting ahead of the curve,
0: you see. Okay, now, as you may remember, well, I do have an interesting prog rock. My knowledge of Genesis is, shall we say, sketchy. I've liked some of their albums, Mm -hmm. mainly their later albums, because that's when I got into them. I'm sure you're going to explain to me why I should want to listen to all
1: their earlier albums. Because they're great. That's not really good. (laughs) Well, I've always thought there's three eras of Genesis, really. There's the Peter Gabriel era, which I think is just brilliant. Um, It was a time of great creativity and a time when prog rock was just finding its feet. Then there's the period when Peter Gabriel left and Phil Collins was the vocalist and Steve Hackett was still in the band. And then there's the period where Steve Hackett left and it was just the Genesis we came to know during the 80s, which was just the three of them, Phil Collins, Mike Rutherford and Tony Banks. When they had most of their hits. When they had all their hits, yeah. Mm. And the three eras are kind of, the Steve Hackett era is the kind of transition period between the two, but the Peter Gabriel and the Phil Collins trio eras are very different. And I think there's a lot of great music in there that if you like their old stuff, you're missing out on. So, I'm not, not that I've not heard
0: their the earlier stuff. Mm. It's just that it's never really grabbed me as much as their later stuff. It's yeah. not that I'm a, a poppy kind of person, mm. which is indeed you know, how the later <laughs> stuff progressed. It is. Um, it's just that I always found some of the earlier stuff very difficult to listen to purely because it was so out there. It was mm. very on un-
1: what I knew yeah. as
0: Genesis. So I found it difficult to get into because it was literally a different band.
1: Yes, it was. I mean... They are one of the most progressive of the progressive rock bands, I think, because they change so much. Certainly
0: from um, some of the earliest yeah. stuff I listened to, it was almost album by album. Yeah. And especially when you get later to the Collins, it literally was album by album. Yes. I can think of very few albums that sounded like another. It was. You could you could put them on and you would find yourself listening to an almost completely different band to the last album you liked. Mm. For instance, if you if you liked Duke yeah. and then put Genesis on, mm. very, you'd, very you'd be hard pressed to link the two Indeed. to um, the same man. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and that's one of the reasons I like them. And that's I know there are a lot of lot of Genesis fans who only like Peter Gabriel era or only like Phil Collins era. I really just love them all.
0: How do you think? How do you think the fans sort of? <sighs> If you're a fan of a band, yeah. you tend to be a fan of a band because you like that kind of music. Mm. And when you've got a band like this that it's basically reinvented itself with every album, mm. how do the fans maintain the thread? How do they they stay with it? Is it just because they like the singers voice, the musicians effects, or is it is it that they're just following this band? I
1: I think for the core fans it's just that they're following the band. Mm. They like they'll buy it whatever, whether they like it or not, they will buy it. Um, which I think, as you'll see, as we get into the very later era you'll see that that was why they fell off mm. the fans fell off, and they were stuck with a very core number of fans um but they I think there were fans that stopped liking the band after every album just because of the change. I think there were people that dropped away when Steve Hackett left, I think there were people when, when Peter Gabriel left and Phil Clemson I think there were people that stopped being fans. And I genuinely think there were people who would never listen to a Genesis album again after The Lamb Lies Down Broadway* when Peter Gabriel left. So I came into the band pretty much with and then there were three mm.
0: um, and found myself going back slightly. Mm-hmm. But then the first Peter Gabriel album that I heard, I found myself thinking, "What is this wacko <laughs> on about?" Because the lyrics are much more theatrical. Yes. The style of music is much more theatrical. Yeah. To an extent, all right, you've got like um, uh, "Wind and Mother," yeah, which is still very much in the old style, yes, telling, telling stories,
1: big theatrical yeah. sounds. I and mean, that's one of the transition albums that I was talking about when Steve Hackett was still in the band. So yeah, you've still got the big, overblown almost. Themes, um, musically and lyrically um, but yeah, I, I agree I think once there are some changes which we'll talk about in the, the episodes to come but I think once um, you got rid of that old school Peter Gabriel and Steve Hackett I think it did become slightly more intimate almost in in style Till we got to the point where during the 80s they were a big pop band rather than a prog rock band almost
0: You say they became a big rock rock mm. and later became a big pop band yeah. um, but that didn't hurt them at all they, I mean they, they went leaps and yeah, downs, exactly, uh, exactly and they went global yeah. which they would never have done with I think Peter Gabriel yeah. still singing because they yeah. were they were I very agree. niche
1: yeah I agree I mean Peter Gabriel obviously he had his own his own solo career um, which is worth discussion as well but we're not going to touch on it this time but uh, he obviously had four solo albums before he hit it big with so, in 1986, which was around the same time that Genesis became their poppiest with Invisible Touch. So it, they all, they were working towards the same thing, but I think with the Peter Gabriel stuff, especially his solo stuff, is a lot more challenging to listen to. Not a lot of hits in his first four solo albums that you could dig into thematically, whereas Genesis were always trying to go the opposite way. And I think you're right. I think if Peter Gabriel had stayed with the band they wouldn't have achieved the success they did and Peter Gabriel wouldn't have achieved the success he did either
0: mm. going back to what we're going to do in our very first podcast mm-hmm. proper yeah, is talk about their very first album yeah. now we talked about Peter Gabriel mm-hmm. having a certain style Yes, the very first album which we're going to come into what the hell? I mean, <laughs> talk about completely
1: different again. I mean, yes. that 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 isn't even recognisable as anything. It's not. It's not at all. Um, and that's the first time you've heard that album, isn't it? I think, it is, saying, yeah, yeah. I've never heard that before.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of Genesis fans don't like it because mm. it is so completely different. different. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Spoilers alert. But, yeah. you know, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I found myself mm. really enjoying it. I mean,
1: it. I've got to admit, as a Genesis fan, that is probably apart from the very last album called North Stations which for other reasons but I think that first album is the one I've listened to the least until the last sort of month or so when we've been I've been listening to it almost constantly.
0: Mm, I've found myself humming it Yeah. Um, you think you'll sit there working or doodling or whatever and you'll find yourself humming certain tracks which yeah. we're not going to go into at the moment but there are some very catchy tunes there, there are. which you look back at it and you think, why wasn't this a hit album? It's mm. it's got a lot of good stuff on there. Even it has. A, even if you take away the fact that it's Genesis and it was just a band, yeah. you can't see why some of these tracks weren't classics.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, well, we'll talk about more about that, but there's a lot of songs on there that are just really, really good stuff. Yeah, really I think really good
0: stuff. we won't give any spoilers, about yeah, anything,
1: but just a little idea of what we're going to be doing in the future. Yes. Yeah. So, so you you said you first heard. Genesis and then there were three. Yes. Um, My first experience of Genesis was Invisible Touch funnily enough. Um, I I, I heard that album because it was all the hits Lambda Confusion, Invisible Touch itself and a friend of mine's dad was really into Genesis and he made me uh, my friend made me a tape of Invisible Touch Ah mixed tapes. And he put Foxtrot on the other side on the B-side of the C90 tape, which incidentally I went out and bought both those albums, so home taping doesn't kill music. Hey kids, a C90
0: (laughs) was an old way of recording things, so you could have portable music, you could put it in a huge machine in your car, or a huge machine strapped to your thigh. A walk man. a walk man. <laughs> which was which was a revelation at the time. Oh yes, um, and it certainly revolutionised how I listened to music. Well, yeah, ah, oh, the eighties,
1: the eighties were great. I they were own. great. They were great. Apart from a lot of the music, but, and apart from a lot of the things and styles. Oh, yes, yeah, but yes, I was
0: saying, when I listened to, and um, then there were three. I had uh, literally here down to here, um, and for those of you listening on radio, I'm <laughs> pointing to somewhere on my back that is not as embarrassing as it probably. Is. <laughs> Actually, probably was at the time. I can't remember why I was wearing that no. kind of hair, but uh, there you go. You did too. I did for yeah, a long you time. You had longer I hair. I did. And now mm-hmm. I have no hair. Yeah, times they are a changing. <laughs> I have some hair. I keep it around
1: here somewhere. <laughs> Can I borrow it? No. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. um, so yeah, so. So, so that was my first experience. And, and if you know Genesis already, you'll know there's probably not two more different albums from Genesis than Foxtrot and Invisible Touch so different and Invisible Touch I loved anyway because of the singles but Foxtrot just blew me away and Foxtrot became the first ever album I physically went into a shop with my own money paid for and bought myself and I still have that album but that is a very very strange mixtape it is talk about a very
0: strange mix of styles
1: yes it was his his dad actually like I say because he was so into Genesis and Prog Rock Pink Floyd Jethro Tull, Uriah, he, all the prog rock names. He was into them. Um, and I'd asked him to, to make me tape a tape of Visible Touch because I knew he'd got it. And his dad was like, oh, you can't just have a Visible Touch. That's not, that's not a great chance album. And did he said, you put this one on the other side, <laughs> Foxtrot. So it cut off partway through Supper's Ready, though. So it took me a long, long time to hear the end of Supper's Ready. Um, but yeah, I just it just blew me away, the sounds. And at that time, I didn't even know that Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel were different singers, um, because I don't know if you found this, but Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel have a very similar vocal style. Yes. On a casual first listen, it's difficult to tell who's who. It certainly, is on the earlier. Uh, no, yeah, definitely. Phil Collins. Um, so I didn't realize they were two different singers. that just blew me away. How different the sounds were on rock like I say, one of my all-time favorite albums. Mm. But on this podcast, we're going through them in sequence. Yeah, one at a time. Uh, so we'll talk about the tracks. We'll talk about the tracks we love. Um, but this isn't going to be one of those weird, in depth things where we're going to tear it apart. No, 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 it's gonna no. It's going to be more just, of a fluffy light. Over it's usually. an expression of how much we love the albums. Yeah. With criticism, obviously. I but think it's but something. Some, I, don't, I don't want to be one of those podcasts where, not just for music, for other see TV series films where they just rip them to pieces for the sake of ripping them to pieces. Mm. I want it to be like, I want, it to be positive. I want it to be a celebration of 50 years of Genesis. But we are going to say when it truly well, is Well, I awesome. don't like something I'm yeah. going to say. It's, no, I don't no. like
0: it. I think it's but important I'm going to try and say
1: why, not <laughs> just that. Don't
0: this is rubbish. I'm
1: gonna <laughs> like it. Really.
0: I think it's important to point out to anybody who's, who is possibly listening that we aren't aficionados, we're not deep vein fans we are not professors of linguistics no. we're just two dudes sitting in a bar you talking about one of our favourite bands mm-hmm. and um,
1: yep. just having a beer yep so definitely sitting in this beautiful ambiance. I love this pub it's great isn't it yeah I like what they've done with the walls really no uh, orange is not one of my favourite no.
0: colours for wallpaper no it's, not.
1: it's no. not so we'll cover each album in turn in it's own individual podcast We'll do two bonus episodes where we cover um, Genesis Live which is their first live album recorded with Peter Gabriel their only live album recorded with Peter Gabriel Don't think
0: I've listened to that actually.
1: and the archive 1967 to 75 which um, is uh, four CD box set um, and then we'll go jump into the Phil Collins era stuff and then when we Phil Collins era stuff we'll do the live albums they made with Phil Collins and the second archive which covered the Phil Collins period okay but where can you hear
0: you are asking
1: where can I hear this I
0: was just about to ask that very
1: I, thing I'm wondering how people are listening to us say where can you hear this you are if hoping not, people are listening already, to us if they've not already downloaded they'll listen to this or turned off well, well you can hear us and all the usual podcast places on Soundcloud Revelation Station podcast will be on Facebook soon um, you should be able to find us on iTunes and Stitcher and Acast but basically anywhere you find podcasts you should be able to find us leave us a review, rate us if you can subscribe if you enjoy us um, email us at revelationstationpodcast if you've got gmail.com. nice to say if you've got nasty things to say still email us but don't expect us to read it that's all I can say how are you going to know if it's nasty if you don't read it? I'll please put nasty comment in the subject matter for the email. <laughs> if it's na- no, don't do that. I'll read it, but then I won't read it out. Loud. If you've got anything, if you've got anything that's worth contributing, I think
0: we are opening ourselves for a world of pain.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah,
0: yeah. That that is a very good point. If you've got some ver- uh, comments about upcoming shows, mm-hmm. because as we will be doing these albums in sequence, so you know what's coming next. If you've got a particular
1: favourite. Mm. Email it us, and we'll save it for that.
0: Or if you've got some interesting tidbits, comments, or news about mm-hmm. those albums, or yeah. you know, behind-the-scenes stuff, whatever facts that you like, you think we might want to drop in, then mm-hmm. then please send them to us. We yeah. are not, you know, full of information. We can only read something. We oh, definitely full of something. <laughs> um, so we hope you enjoyed listening to these.
1: Yeah. If, if you We hope you're still listening to this. If you're not listening to this anymore. Sorry. So hopefully we'll get this first episode out on the actual anniversary of the release of the very first single, The Silent Sun. Which was which date? Uh, the 2nd of February, 1968. Mm, I was three years old. Wow, I was not even a twinkle. Gosh, thanks for making me feel very, very, very old. You're welcome.
0: Okay. Well, sounds like Toby's about to ring the Last Order's bell, so... Yep. Yeah drink up yeah and uh, hopefully we'll see you all next time on our very very
1: first actual podcast we'll we'll be covering the first album from Genesis to Revelation
0: looking forward to it
1: alright see you then bye
0: time gentlemen please